Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to the Words, Women, and Wisdom radio show, streaming live from BBS Radio and California. And sometimes we do pre-record events. Today, it is live. So if you're listening to Station One, this is the Words, Women, and Wisdom radio show, and I'm your host, Yvonne E.L. Silver. So I'm a radio show host, best-selling author, uh, speaker, executive coach, and mentor. My role today is to be sharing wisdom. So I called this event today, Elevating Clarity, Credibility, and Confidence. So today is all about using powerful language. In fact, four critical skills for women entrepreneurs and leaders. That's what we're diving into today. Now, if you haven't listened to the show before, very often I'm interviewing women who have risen from some sort of tragedy to triumph and are now out in the world doing amazing work, work that impacts communities, impacts large groups of people. And I put myself today in that category. As a best-selling author, there are hundreds, thousands of my books that have been sold around the world. And the book is called Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. And if you haven't read it, I encourage you to pick up a copy. I'll tell you how we can do that a little bit later on. But it's 40 different words and word concepts to help women ask for what they want and get it in a powerful, not forceful, but powerful and assertive way. Changing up one or two words can make a massive difference. And your words matter because we're still in an age where women generally are earning less than men. And a lot of times it's because the system isn't set up to help women get promoted. And there are a number of organizations, several of which I'm a part of, Universal Women's Network, for example, here uh, based here in Canada and now global, the Female Wave of Change Canada group, uh, previously a member of Business Professional Women's Group of, of Canada and Calgary in particular, leading their mentorship program. So I do a lot of work through women's groups who are also supporting the cause of helping to demonstrate women's value and helping women to get seen and heard and be valued, valued and well-paid and rewarded for the work we do. As an entrepreneur, obviously, I have control over my own income. However, if you're calling in as a professional leader, you're working inside a corporation and it's time for those summer reviews time in September after vacation holidays for performance reviews, time for salary discussions. There's a lot of impact, economic impact right now, which is putting a freeze on salaries. So how can you still advance with that freeze in mind? How can you still be earning more and stepping into your greatest power to really demonstrate that you have that value? We're going to be talking about those things today. So four things that are uh, critical for women entrepreneurs and leaders. How do you use the energy of possibility to reduce the likelihood of a no response in any business conversation, whether you're an entrepreneur and it's a sales conversation to add um, a new service or um, a new vendor to your to your um, to your group or add a new client, or whether it is a business meeting that you are participating in as a leader, maybe it is a salary conversation. How do you use the energy of possibility? Second piece is about what creates a powerful conversation. So where can you showcase your knowledge without bragging, without it feeling like bragging? It's not bragging when you're stating a fact. Here's what I did. Here's how I did it. And there's more to that, which we'll dive into. 
However, very often women feel like we're tooting our own horn, we're bragging, and that's a bad thing. It's actually not a bad thing when all you're stating is fact and you're doing it in a structured format, and I will show how to do that today. Understanding the science of buying. If you are in business for yourself, you've probably noticed there's a bit of a different landscape out there right now for people who are signing up as new clients for whatever your service or product is. So understanding the science of buying and using a high touch resonant approach for that. And then three easy ways that women can build trust with others and deepen relationships fast, whether that is your team, whether that is a new relationship where it's, again, a client relationship that you're building, how do you build trust quickly? So those are the four topics we're going to dive into today under that banner of elevating clarity, credibility, and confidence using powerful language. Now, this book that I'm drawing information from today, it hit bestseller overnight. Um, It was actually a couple of years ago now, and yet the wisdom in the book is wisdom that was actually downloaded through me. So while a lot of these examples in the book and the stories I share to help embed the learnings are my own journey, getting up at five, doing an hour or half an hour rather of meditation, journaling, um, mindful work, elevating my vibration before starting to write between 5.30 and 6.30 every day, is what allowed me to channel through what are the words that need to be in this book. And there's 40 different words and word concepts. And those are concepts for women, women professionals, women leaders, and also women entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs can glean from that as well. I also advertise this session today as an interactive session. So we are live on BBS Radio in California throughout this program. If you wish to dial in and you have questions, you have something that you want to bounce from, bounce on uh, off me, you can do that. So here's the number. Grab your pen. You want to grab a pen anyway, because there's going to be amazing wisdom nuggets that come out of this session. But for today, you can dial in live. And the number is 1-888-627-6008. So that's a dial-in live number, 1-888-627-6008. So for today's conversation, you might be wondering, well, why are you doing this kind of work? Who are you to be putting this book together, offering this radio show, the Words, Women, and Wisdom radio show? It's now been going for the past four years, by the way. And I've had some incredible guests on the show during that time, including some fairly well-known women entrepreneurs, powerful expansion community builders, people like Deborah Poneman, um, uh, Natalie Ledwell with Mind Movies, Melinda Whitstock, um, Teresa DeGroba with the Evolutionary Business Council, as well as some lesser known people, even like two weeks ago, um, my colleague who joined me on the show was a 24-year-old young woman who is a double kidney transplant thriver. And I call her thriver versus survivor, um, who talked about all kinds of things from bullying in schools to being a triplet, the donation process. And so the lessons coming through are those of being resilient, thriving through triumph, tragedy to triumph. And that's what my work is all about helping women to step into their greatest potential. I do this work, in case you haven't read my book, I do that work because my own experience growing up, you can tell I'm not from Canada originally, even though I'm broadcasting from California through BBS. I was born in London, England, and my dad was a 
uh, World War II veteran, came back from World War II and had PTSD. And he just did not get treated. And so he came across as being a very, very angry man. And my mom, who had been a stay-at-home mom, uh, sorry, who had been a professional woman before becoming a stay-at-home mom, she was used to having her own independence, having her own account, her own money, um, driving herself. She was very independent. And yet when she married my father, because of his state of mind and his illness, she became diminished by his angry words and criticism so much that she literally became a shell of the woman that she once was. And she lost all her power. She lost her own money. She had uh, housekeeping money that she was relying upon him for through not working and not being outside the house, being a stay-at-home mom. She gave him driving lessons and then he took the car keys and wouldn't let her drive the car. So he took away her freedom. He took away her power. When she tried to speak up, he would shut her down right away. And that's what I grew up noticing. And when I was, well, many times as a child getting beaten, but um, one particular circumstance going into high school, I'm age 11, and they had a 11 plus exam then in England, which helped to identify which were the smart kids going to grammar school and which were the not so smart kids going to secondary school. And my sister, three years older than me, was already in grammar school. And I remember the results from that exam arriving in a a letter in the mail, and my dad eagerly getting the envelope, opening it up, and his eyes went black and his face went beet red. And he looked at me and he screamed at me, you've failed. You will never, ever be successful in life. And he ripped the envelope and walked out. Well, I'm 11. (laughs) I'm just about to go into high school. Yeah, you can imagine how confident I felt. And that impacted me so deeply because it was on top of a number of other events and criticisms and spankings and all kinds of things that I pretty much lost my voice, much as my mom had done. I lost my voice through high school and was labeled as a snob because I didn't really communicate a lot with people because I was not wanting to speak up and get criticized again and slapped down. So many years later, I realized that through deep personal development work, the last 20 years working with some of the world's best transformational leaders, uh, people like Jack Canfield, T. Harvecker, Jane Warrilow, Susie Carter, numerous experts who've helped me along my journey and with healings, that there was actually some benefit coming out of that. And it was time to actually stop hiding behind this shield, this emotional shield I put up. And it was time to come out from behind the shield because I was actually keeping myself small behind the shield. And that was when the idea for this book came about. So I dedicated it to my mom, my first what I call a mentor, who showed me what not to do. And from those lessons have now spawned a number of different activities, particularly this radio show is one of those. So showcasing amazing women who are out there doing work that has come through their resilience and from a tragedy that they've turned into a triumph. So with the words that I selected for the book, um, there was way more. There was uh, over 50 and my editor kept saying, no, cut it back, cut it back. Um, there is a segment that is purely for leaders. But this wor- this uh, compilation in the Words, Women and Wisdom book, it's, it's my learnings, my joy, um, my experiences using language more effectively. And also interviewing 13 women. Um, confident and influential women and getting their perspectives and putting that in the book 
And then also some classic examples of powerful language, 157 different references, people like Simon Sinek, um, Sally Hogshead, et cetera, that are demonstrating the power of one shift in language. So if you have questions, again, the dial-in number you can use a little bit later, perhaps, is 1-888-627-6008. And I'll watch for that. So we're all about elevating clarity, credibility, and confidence using powerful language. So the first topic I mentioned was how do you use the energy of possibility to reduce the likelihood of a no response in any business meeting or sales conversation? So I like to start off with um, a concept that was mastered by David Kuberider, and it's the concept of appreciative inquiry, AI. Um, Sorry, AE, appreciative, AI, appreciative inquiry, different, different AI though. And I look at it and say, you know, how can we use that in a business meeting? Say we're having a team meeting, say we're having a, a potential sales meeting. We could go into the meeting and start looking at, you know, what is your greatest challenge? What's not working this week? What are some of the issues that we've evolved um, and seen coming bubbling up this week? Or we can start with a positive energy. What's working really well right now in the team or in the case of a new business relationship? What's working really well for your business right now? And get that energy focused around the possible, the positivity, the positive energy first. So in the case of me as an entrepreneur, very often I'm having um, meetings with potential new clients. So I would ask, you know, what's working really well? in your business right now? And they're happy to share. Well, how could it be even better is the next question. And they share again how it could be even better because they're happy, they're proud, they're excited, they're thrilled to share what's coming up next for them. And then comes the part where they very often, if I don't interject and share anything about me, 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 it's all about them so far, they'll usually ask with that energy of reciprocity, right? You say hello to someone, they say, oh, hello, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? It's that energetic, natural order of things. So they'll say, you know, tell me more about what you're up to, or tell me more about your business. And if we've reached a point where I've got a lot of information, and I can see how we might be able to co-create something together, then I will say, you know, can I share a little bit about what I'm up to? Because I think that if we were able to co-create something, I could actually help you get to your goals even faster. And they very rarely will say no. In fact, I don't think I've ever had anyone say no, I don't want to hear anything about what you're doing. <laughs> because it's that energy of reciprocity. So it's using appreciative inquiry, we're appreciating what's working really well. And we're inquiring into how could it be even better. And then the conversation leads into how could we co-create a solution that is even better than what one or, or each of us independently could accomplish? And that collaborative energy of possibility has worked extremely well in the conversations that I've had. And if you're thinking about as an internal team leader, how could you leverage that example? Again, rather than having a status meeting and going around the room where everyone says, here's what's happened and here's what's been an issue this week, Try starting it with what's worked really well in your team this week 
And how could that be even better is then the second part of that question once everyone's shared. And it engages and involves everyone at the table because who doesn't want to talk about something that they're proud of that's worked really well? Then you can go around a second time and invite How could it be even better? You're not pointing fingers and saying what's wrong. Nobody's dumping on anybody else because it's a possible forward motion. There's nothing to object to. So that's just one example of how you can use the energy of possibility to reduce that likelihood of a no in any conversation by inviting and leveraging the power of energy and doing that in a business context. Secondly, I want to talk about What creates a powerful conversation where you can showcase your knowledge without bragging? Now, if there's any men listening to this show, I do have male listeners as well, and my thousands of listeners and downloads. Um, You can think about this as well in terms of how you could support another woman. We just had one of my colleagues, Monica Kretschmer, with the Universal Women's Network, declaring June 2nd as Support Her Day annually to be fostering this supportive environment where men can foster and encourage women to step up into their greatest power and get um, to be publicly acknowledged and thanked for doing that because we do need male support hers. The energy, though, is about creating that powerful conversation without it feeling like bragging, because very often women, we are so busy helping other people that we forget about putting the emphasis on ourselves. So how can you do that? So there's actually in my book um, a chapter that is all about um, awakening keywords to empower your success. It's chapter four, and it's this topic of receiving. Um, If we are reluctant to be receiving, so just picture yourself for a minute. Someone says to you, oh, I really love your dress. You could say, oh, thank you very much. And leave it at that. A lot of times, though, women are um, not comfortable receiving compliments. And that's a, a fairly easy thing to switch up once we're aware of it. And they'll say, oh, this old thing, I got it on sale. And, and they, they downplay the compliment. So when we're able to receive a compliment, and actually I interviewed Marcy Shymoff, um, the author of um, Happy for No Reason, and put some of her comments in the book about receiving. Um, when we can actually receive a compliment, that's one of the easy things to step into to start being more aware of our capacity to receive. So when we can receive you know, something simple like that as a compliment, it sets us up for success in a whole bunch of different areas. So um, when I interviewed Marcy and I uh, was I got her permission to quote her in the book. What she says is, you know, do you push away or have a hard time accepting compliments? Do you? <laughs> do you stay instead? Thank you. I appreciate that you noticed this. I actually worked really hard on this and I'm happy with how it turned out. If someone's, say, complimenting you on a project outcome. Do you feel guilty when people offer you help? Or do you open up and receive help? Again, it's all about receiving, learning how to receive. Do you have a hard time uh, accepting help or do you gracefully accept it? Instead of saying, that's okay, I can do it, accept it because they've offered you a gift. It's like someone gives you a gift at Christmas time and you say, oh, no, thank you. (laughs) That would be kind of rude, right? They're offering to help, so accept it and say, thank you. 
I appreciate that. Thank you for caring to offer your help. And if you downplay your successes around others, pay attention because very often that's about um, them not feeling bad um, or, or if you let others say, oh, you're so lucky, then let them know, yes, I appreciate you noticing that I've been working really hard on blah, 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 whatever it might be. So let people acknowledge your effort. Be open and willing to receive. So when it comes to your success and what creates that powerful conversation where you can showcase your knowledge without bragging, here's some simple steps. So again, if you have your pen handy, you probably want to make a note of this. Simple concept, right? Use the format of what you did, why you did it, why it was important, how you used your particular skills or talent uniquely to complete that task, who was impacted and and how, and when you completed it. So you can show that you were on time, you were on budget, you even delivered your project. Sometimes it's even before the required deadline or timeline. And then where you saw success using that format to document the results, pay attention, right? You've got what you did, why, how, who was impacted and how they were impacted and when you completed it. So five simple steps and then journal and keep a track of those successes because you can you can then take those successes to your next performance review meeting to your next salary review meeting most importantly because when you're able to demonstrate that you've actually made a shift and seen the results that are seen results that are measurable it makes a difference so if you're working inside a corporation rather than trying to you know sell your leadership team on something Connect what you've been working on directly to the critical imperative that they're working on, whatever's in their strategy, and showcase how your results have helped to improve that. Have you been able to decrease costs? Have you been able to increase revenue? Have you been able to add to employee engagement? Have you been able to add new customers? Have you got a first-to-market advantage by being innovative? Like, What are some of those tangible, measurable results where you can put a percentage increase or a dollar value beside your contribution? And thinking about how you did it, what were the unique skills that you brought to the table that helped you be successful in that endeavor? Was it your sense of humor? Was it your ability to manage projects well? Was it your uh, way to tie innovation for the company into a community project that had a benefit for both the community and some PR at the same time? There are ways when we are diligent and thoughtful about the language you are using as women that we can make the most powerful difference. So I talked already about how do you use the energy of possibility and reduce the likelihood of a no response. So that's using that appreciative inquiry concept. Also talking about how you can showcase your knowledge without bragging. So by finding out what's important to the other party, you can certainly tie your results in with that strategic initiative. Or you're simply stating, you know, my job was to do this. Here are the clear measurable results. And here's what I was able to achieve. And if you can overachieve or add in some extra percentages and some extra value and talk about how you were able to accomplish that, what unique abilities you brought to the table, 
it makes it an even more powerful statement. And then when salary reviews are being done, you'll be more likely to be at the top of the range for the salary range. And if you're not, you have some tools to go back to. If you've been cataloging your projects throughout the year, and one of my uh, colleagues, I was um, uh, building a mentorship program when I was working with uh, BPW, the Business and Professional Women's Group. And one of the mentors in that uh, in that group, who I actually, again, interviewed and quoted for my book, Tasha Giroux, who's a VP with uh, RBC, talked about keeping her own career log and how important that had been to her success, where she was able to see her successes, keep a catalog of them, and then bring those forward into the performance review meetings. Because I tell you, when we're really good at something, people know that we're really good because it just happens. Very often, though, they have no idea all of the things, the individual steps, the components that we brought to the table that helped that project to be successful. The reason it ran so smoothly, many, many years ago, as um, an office administration manager, very early in my career, um, I remember someone saying, oh, you make it look so easy. Well, that's great that you see the outcome and a nice smooth result. However, you have no idea on the back end what I, the, the hoops I had to jump through and the challenges I had to make that look like a seamless activity. So make sure that your, your leader, your boss, your partner, if you're in a relationship or um, if it's a business partnership, make sure they know that there were things that you had to overcome. This is what I used from my tool set to overcome these. And here's the result. And it's a much better result because I'm leveraging my natural, unique abilities. And if you can identify just four things, which are your cornerstones, if you picture a jigsaw puzzle, very often they are oblong or square jigsaw puzzles. What are those four cornerstones that you leverage? They're non-negotiable. They're not things that you will waver on. They are the, the way that you show up. So, for example, with mine, learning and growth and self-development is an absolute cornerstone. Using my intuition is a cornerstone. Being a value in the community is a cornerstone. So what are yours and how can you bring those to life and then speak to them through your project experiences so that you get more of those ideal projects using your skills and abilities? So what is it that creates that powerful conversation? It's knowing your results and knowing how you show up. So at the um, we're still sort of halfway through the show. Um, I don't know if I've heard through yet that there's been someone trying to dial in. Sometimes that's a technology glitch, but I'll watch for that. But again, the number to dial in on if you have questions or comments or thoughts, please join me on the show live as this is an interactive session today. One eight eight eight. 627-6008 is the number. Now, if you're thinking, oh, I've got to get a copy of that book, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations, because I'm learning so much already just from those two statements on what you can do to use the energy of possibility and what creates a powerful conversation. You can actually go and learn more about it by clicking on, I'll put the link in the show notes afterwards as well, but you can go to um, https backslash 
sorry, semicolon backslash backslash. And then the words to put in are admin, all in lowercase, A-D-M-I-N, dash, A for Apple, 05A7. So that's admin, A-D-M-I-N, dash, A, 05A7, dot gr dot com. So after A, 05A7, dot gr8.com. And I'll repeat that at the end of the session. So that will tell you about the different formats. The book is in ebook, in print, and also in audiobook as well on Sound. And it'll tell you more about that. There's an introductory video as well that talks about the book, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. So I also wanted to talk about two other things, the science of buying and Three easy ways women can build trust with others and deepen relationships fast. I think I'll actually do that one next. So again, in the book, I quote a reference study from three PhD women who were at the time working within the framework of um, a leadership group. Just give me one sec here. I'm drawing a blank on the name. Center for Creative Leadership. (laughs) So. They did a study and they were looking at what builds trust in specific with women, specifically with women. So team leaders who want to create more trust with women. And I thought about the three things that they've identified. And I think that that actually stands up in so many ways to help create and build trust. So I'm quoting their work. And there's three words that begin with C. So what can you do to increase confidence in others to build trust. So the first word is consistency. So when you show up and people know what to expect and you're consistent, that in itself starts to build trust because people can rely on you. They know that you're not flaky. You are showing up consistently reliable, doing what you say you're going to do every single time. So consistent. Competent is about knowing your stuff. It's about showcasing that you have the skills, the knowledge, the resources, maybe the connections as well to actually get the job done. So you can be, again, relied upon. Because if you're not competent in that area, you would choose to speak up at the beginning of the project and just say, you know, I've never worked on this type of project before. I may need a little bit of support. Who can I call on if I need some extra resources? So you're not saying I'm not capable of doing it. You're saying you're willing to learn and grow and expand. So competence, consistency. And the third one is caring. Caring, because as a, especially as a leader or as a business owner, if someone tells you something, they give you, give you some feedback, and then you do nothing with it, It doesn't demonstrate this trust of wanting to open up to you even more the next time around. However, if someone tells you something that that would be a benefit and they've trusted you with that feedback and then you care enough to show that you're doing something with it, it makes a huge difference. Imagine many, many years ago working as a HR director, um, and then later working for um, as a VP for a global talent management firm, I experienced this where companies would do an employee engagement survey. They would spend hours 
poring over how to set it up, what questions they were going to ask, and then completely missed the mark because they hadn't committed as a leadership team at the beginning, before they even asked the questions, what they were going to do with the answers when they came back, especially if there were areas that were maybe not criticizing exactly, but sharing with the leadership team some insights um, that they might have in a blind spot. So were they prepared to act to act on and leverage the feedback that they were receiving? Because very often what I have seen happen is they collect the feedback, whether it's anonymous or whether it's um, you know open, someone's giving their name on it, and then the organization doesn't act on it and doesn't do anything with it. And then the next time they go to do an employee engagement survey, they wonder why the results are lower. Because people are saying, well, I'm not going to bother giving my feedback. Last time nobody did anything with it. But if you care enough to take that feedback and do something with it, then you can loop back to the person individually or in a group setting, an organizational update to say, because of what you shared about this, we've now implemented this. We've changed the system. We're adding this. We're giving you a benefit. We're embracing your idea. And if it was a massive idea that's going to cost way more than the organization can budget this year, what small piece, what one small piece can you do that is a beginning phase of taking that idea that was shared in feedback and actually acting on it? Well, we couldn't do that whole big project yet this year, but here's what we're going to do, or even better than but, the word and. (laughs) And here's what we're going to do. We are going to tackle this piece today, and we're looking for volunteers to help uh, with that project. Maybe we make it um, a uh, a bonus project, a stretch assignment, and engage the uh, community or the employees in another way as well. But it's about accepting and acknowledging that we can build trust. Another great a uh, phrase that I use whenever I'm sending something back to somebody, if I've had one conversation and I've said, I've, I've said, well, I'll send you the X, Y, Z in my email back or my phone call back, my message, I'll say, as promised, here's the dot, 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 whatever it was I said I would deliver. As promised, here we are with X, Y, Z, as promised. So the first three notes are all as promised, as promised, as promised, which sets up that mindset that I can be relied upon because I deliver on things that I have promised. So that's a couple of ideas for three easy ways that women can build trust with others and deepen relationships fast, whether that's your team, whether it's uh, vendors, whether it's new clients, um, whether it's your family members, nothing better than having your child say to you, you know, mom, you promised to do X, Y, Z, and it hasn't happened right? That broken trust takes a long, long time to rebuild. So let's go with competency, consistency, and caring and see what shifts. I'd love to hear your feedback when you start implementing those practices. What shifts for you and how others are treating you, right? The other last, uh, the fourth thing is about understanding the science of buying. Now, a couple of years ago, I ran across an organization that had a really powerful tool that I brought into my business right away because I'm all about powerful communications. Um, that's the focus of my of my book, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. It's the focus for this radio show, using powerful language to communicate um, results that are happening in the world that have some heart-centered Um, outcomes and also showcase resilience. That's what I'm all about. 
and particularly for women. So I was intrigued to learn more about this tool, which helps to identify four different personality types. Now, you probably have taken some sort of assessment tool before, whether it's um, an MBTI or a DISC. I mean, there's all kinds of different tools. Many of them, like this one does, go back to um, uh, Hippocrates and the father of medicine and the four different personality uh well, they call it four temperaments, um, and breaking things down into four different personality types. And most of them, in fact, I think nearly all of them tell you about yourself. This is a tool which was specifically designed to learn more about the person who's sitting in front of you. In, and it was designed by somebody, uh, Sherry Tree, her name is, who had been in a sales capacity, uh, selling financial services, which is kind of ironic because she wasn't successful herself by her own admission. I think she said she made um, oh, about um, $700 in her first year. I mean, it was a very, very low amount. Um, and then went on a journey seeking out like what's going on? Why and how can I be more successful in this role? And over a period of about three years, hired coaches and um, did extra um readings, learning development. She managed to get her earnings up significantly, but still not to the level she wanted them to be. And she had taken this assessment and realized that, yeah, it told her a lot about herself, but it didn't tell her anything about the person who was sitting in front of her, her her prospect, as she called it, and decided that she was going to dive into this deeply and come up with her own system because the other ones weren't working. And everyone was telling her that, in order to get more yeses, you need to get more noes, which is really ridiculous. If in order to get more yeses in business, you need more yeses, not go for the no, go for the yes, put the focus on the positive energy, the positive outcome, as I shared earlier on. So through her journey, she perfected this system and it actually links up um, and identifies four different personality types. And I loved it. When I heard about this concept, thought this is so easy. It's simple. It takes 90 seconds to understand the person of the the person in front of you and what they value. And people aren't stupid, right? People are smart. They know what they want. But if they haven't even heard your message, because the language you were using, back to language again, wasn't resonating with them, they haven't even heard what you have to say. They've switched off. So how do we embrace all of those four personalities as we go through life, especially if we are women entrepreneurs or women leaders? We want to make sure our message is being heard. So if you haven't run across this system before, I'll share a link in a minute on how you can actually get your own copy of your own report for this um, for this tool and learn more about it. But in essence, it's four little cards. So those four cards spell the word bank. B-A-N-K. So the B stands for blueprint, the A is for action, the N is for nurturing, and the K is for knowledge. So these four little cards that I have here, I always have a couple of sets of these um, in my pocket or in my purse because they're so valuable. Um, Help identify what are the values of each of those personalities. So think about this for a minute. You have two children and you're going to plan your summer holiday. The blueprint personality is the one who literally wants the map, the plan. 
They want the steps, the process. They need to know what are we doing and what time are we leaving? And do I need to pack lunch and what do I need to wear and what are we doing? And they need to know, not like in 10 minutes, they need to know at least the day before because they are planners. And these are people very often in very traditional roles with a lot of rules and regulations. Um, they might be doctors, lawyers, police officers, etc. where there's a very heavy structure component that they live by. So that's the B for blueprint. The action is um, an action-oriented person. Think of the speaker at the front of the room, the action-oriented child who's always out climbing trees, adventurous, surfing, skydiving, zip lining. And so you have, say you have two children. One is the more traditional and risk averse. And one is the action-oriented child who just wants to get up and go and you can't hold them back. And they want to do all the adventurous things there's going to be a clash right away. This person's probably not going to want to go ziplining and this child is wanting to do all the adventurous, spontaneous things and they're getting excited about it. So just an example of a couple of opposites in personality and there are two more. So the nurturing personality, which no, no surprise is my primary code, is all about community, all about uh, harmony and helping others, expansion, growth, team, teamwork, involvement, morality, contribution, relationships. We love making referrals and we love getting referrals. And so that's how we operate from a nurturing perspective. And then the last one is knowledge. And again, when you order your own report, which I'll give you a, a gift of actually today, um, you'll get these values laid out in the but the the knowledge personality this is a personality that very often will take time to make a decision which can be annoying and can be frustrating once we understand that that's who they are and that's how they operate and make decisions it gives everyone some more grace so I had a, a client who potential client who connected with me who had a primary knowledge personality and I sent her my code to get her own report to understand more about her preferred personality style. And it helped with the conversation because it helped open up that conversation much faster. So when I sent her the report, um, I then got a report back too on my on my end. I have a system subscription link to this service. And I was able to see that knowledge was a first personality code. Now, we're all made up of all four codes. There's no right or wrong here. It's just what proportion, what value we place on those things. So the knowledge personality is all about uh, science and proof and evidence and accuracy in the big picture and developing logic and expertise and intelligence. So they don't make decisions fast because they want the data. They want all my references. They want to know what my testimonials are. They want the evidence of what results have I got from my clients. So it's a different personality style and it's a different buying style. And this is actually the only tool I've ran across, which is focused on the science of buying. And it has a whole bunch of other tools behind it, which if you're intrigued by it, get your own report, read your own report. I'll gift that to you today. It's a $97 value. And then let's have a conversation about your personality style and what you learned from that. And how could you bring that to life in your business or in your role, in your corporation? Because communications is the essence of life, right? Everybody wants to be in a community of sorts. And if we go back to you know, primitive Stone Age times, everyone wants to be in community, to learn from others, to grow and expand, be in relationship. 
And if we have a tool that helps us quickly understand how to be in relationship with that other person, we can save a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of heartache, whether that's personal relationships, family relationships, business relationships, any kind of relationships where there's communication, which is pretty much all of them. So I promise to share with you four things today. How to use the energy of possibility to reduce the likelihood of a no response in any business meeting or sales conversation. What creates a powerful conversation? Where you can showcase your knowledge without bragging. Understanding the science of buying using a high-tech yet resonant approach. Now, when I say high-tech, these little cards actually have a subscription service behind them that I can pick up an artificial intelligence app on Google, utilize that with LinkedIn, and it'll actually tell me the code, the personality code of the person on their profile, depending on what they've written in LinkedIn. And it's just another way to have a quick look before you pick up the phone and call someone if you haven't met them before, and you're calling them based on their LinkedIn profile to understand who they are and what might get their attention right away how to start that conversation to build a lasting relationship. The other things were about um, having uh, easy ways to build trust with others and deepen relationships fast. And that's through those three C's, competency, consistency, and caring. Now, there are a lot of other things that I'm going to be sharing. I have some upcoming uh, upcoming masterclasses that you will see advertised on LinkedIn over the next little while. I want you to um, to consider joining me for those. They'll be in the early evening, uh, seven o'clock mountain time. So that if you have a day job and you still want to attend and join me for those, that we'll be diving more deeply into the, some of these uh, conversations around confidence and using more powerful language. Who are bold, competent women? What do they do differently than other women? How do they leverage language? What are some of the questions that you can ask that will be engaging people sooner, faster? How do you have a rock solid energetic presence? Simple yet powerful words, building um, that confidence muscle and how you do that. Lots of other topics I'm going to be sharing again soon. For today, though, if you're intrigued and you want to pick up a copy of my book, I will share those links in the show notes. But I did give the um, the link earlier on, https semicolon backslash backslash and then admin, A-D-M-I-N slash A, 05A for Apple, 7 dot G like George, R like Romeo, 8 dot com and the backslash. So you can find out more about the book or search it out on Amazon, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. And the tool, the personality tool, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about that, you can actually discover your own personality type in less than 90 seconds, less than 90 seconds. And you can do it online. It's called Cracking Your Code, Cracking Your Personality Code. And this is about how to have more success in life and business, leveraging the power of communications. And it really is impacting humanity. It's not only about having sales and business. While this tool was initially developed to understand and leverage the power and the buying psychology of sales, it's been used in so many other examples because it's all about communications. 
So whether that's to have a better relationship with your spouse, with your children. Um, I actually had one of my colleagues who shared with me that they they wished they had run across this tool earlier because it might have actually prevented their stepson from committing suicide because he would have felt understood. Now, that's powerful. So it's a, an amazing tool. I'll let you try it out, and then I'd love to get your feedback. So if you um, take advantage of this link, here's the link to write down. So HTTPS, backslash, uh, sorry, semicolon, backslash, backslash, and then it's a bit.ly link. So B for brother, I-T, like Tom, dot L-Y, and then the numbers three, capital O, small b, capital V, like Victor, 2GJ. So bit.ly, bit.ly, slash three, capital O, B for brother, a small lowercase b, capital V for Victor, 2GJ. And if you have any queries or questions or you couldn't write that down fast enough, you didn't have a pen, you're on your phone, you're driving, then just reach out to me through LinkedIn and let me know you'd like to take advantage of that gift. It's a $97 value to get your own report back. And that's something that I'm certified in. I take this workshop out to corporations, to individuals, I host events, and a lot of it is wrapped around this personality science because it's powerful and is it is the essence of respectful communications when you understand the values of the other person sitting in front of you and what it is that makes them tick. How can you help them to understand that whatever the message is or whatever the communication is um, so that you have a respectful conversation? And it builds trust a lot faster as well. And if you're a leader, corporate leader, and you have the personality types of your team, then you can craft your messaging so that each person will take something away from that message if you're doing a broadcast. So it's not only written in your preferred personality style. It's written in a way that incorporates language that will land with each person, whether they have a high focus on knowledge the more structured blueprint personality, the action person who's all about fun and spontaneity and you want them to still hear the message and sit still long enough to hear it or whether they're a nurturing personality and they're going to be thinking, oh, what's the impact on people right away? And sometimes they switch off halfway through the message because they're caring so much about the impact of it. Lots of information to share around this topic of clear communications. And I'm so glad that you joined me today for the Words, Women and Wisdom radio show. And I'm going to just run in a few minutes um, the um, introduction to the book, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. As I mentioned, it's 40 different words and word concepts to help women to ask for what they want and get it. I'm going to leave you with one final piece from the book, which is a really simple concept, especially for women, so powerful to understand. And it's switching up the word should for the word could. We should on ourselves a lot as women. Oh, I should do this. I should do that. And it has this tone of obligation to it where I'm doing it for somebody else. I'm not doing it because I am going to enjoy it or take anything from it. I'm obligated to do it. I should do it. I should have done this. It's a regret. Negative energy. What would happen if you shifted that instead of saying should, I should do this. I should have done this. I could have done this. 
I could do this in the future state. Oh, well, instead of, you know, having to go pick up something for my mother, I could pick up something for my mom because I love her and I want her to have whatever it is, that particular gift. Could is such a positive, uplifting opening of possibility and positive energy. It makes a very big difference to how you use your self-talk. There's a whole chapter on self-talk in the book as well. But that's just a simple switch up. Try monitoring and just paying attention to how often you say the word should. And if you can switch that up and make that word could instead, the difference that it's going to make, I'd love to hear back from you. You can either connect with me through LinkedIn, through my profile there, Yvonne E.L. Silver, or through Facebook, or connect on my on my uh, webpage, which is yvonnesilver.com, Y-V-O-N-N-E-S-I-L-V-E-R.com, and reach out through Facebook as well or Instagram. I'm glad that you were able to join me today. This has been a special show. As I said, it's not um, often that I um, am speaking from the heart myself. I generally have a guest, but I wanted to do this for you because we just passed Mother's Day. We also have passed another milestone, and it's really important that all women speak up. I listened to what happened with Tina Turner while I was away and her life story and how resilient she was and how she turned things around. We all have the power to do that using powerful language when we choose, when we pay attention and we have the tools and the words to convey how we feel. I'm going to leave you with the introduction to my book, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. I hope you'll join me in two more weeks for the next Words, Women and Wisdom radio show. Thank you for joining. Bye for now. Ladies, a new book is on the horizon. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. This new book is for women ready to rediscover their inner confidence, take a stand for themselves in life and business by using more powerful language. Words are so powerful and have already changed history. On October 5th, the New York Times published a story detailing decades of allegations of sexual harassment against film producer Harvey Weinstein. And numerous women in the entertainment industry found the courage to go public, banding together with a powerful voice that change is long overdue. Even Oprah Winfrey, television network icon, gave a rousing speech at the Golden Globe Awards in January. The media has showcased the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. The Me Too movement is flourishing and all signaling it's time for women's equality and change. I believe it's time to give women the verbal agility to create more confident conversations. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations is the book which provides practical approaches for women to ask for what we really want and receive our request. Hello, I'm Yvonne Silver, Certified Executive Coach and Senior HR Professional, seasoned in business. I teach women to flourish in business by using more confident language to help empower and engage others. 
This book is the result of over 35 years of my career, professional career, working in four different countries. I've interviewed over 6,000 people in my career for job interviews, executive coaching, for sales and consulting conversations. And I've listened to hundreds of women in particular who are looking for a better way to collaborate. They're looking to be uh, asking for what they really want and heard and validated, especially in business. And women often earn less than men for doing exactly the same job. It's 2018. It's time for change. The modern art of confident conversations explores words we use at home, at work, words that trip us up, elevate us, and encourage us, and when no words are even required. It is about how to leverage the power of words in a positive, in a collaborative, and impactful way. Now I work with women entrepreneurs and leaders who are empowering other women and leading through mentorship programs and my coaching, public speaking, interviews and writing. I'm passionate about women's equality. Why? I grew up in England in a house with a flow of negative comments from my father which destroyed my mum's dignity until she became an empty shell of the vibrant woman she'd once been, belittled by constant criticism and questioning of her abilities. Through my own life journey and supporting hundreds of female clients, I've discovered critical words to ask to get what we really want collaboratively. I know there are critical links between our language, our behavior, our mindset and our success in life. Words from a song can replay in our head for hours and poetry can bring a lump in our throats. I've combined my insights with interviews from influential women, sharing their pearls of wisdom, supplemented with research and reference studies from established scholars. Women are rising up. It's time for women to be heard. Let's use more powerful, positive language and join the rising tide of change. This book is for you, a woman looking to the future ready to embrace significant positive changes in your life by using more confident language. Eliminate those words that drain your power, add words that energize and invigorate and shift from ordinary to extraordinary. Just one word can change your life. I believe every woman needs their own copy of this powerful book. It's time for action and time for change. Order and reserve your own copy of Words, Women and Wisdom today.